0: Doberdan from Keswick Village, this is the Rorschach Serbia update from the 26th of October 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Serbia. On Sunday the 23rd, the Serbian Progressive Party, or SNS, and the Socialist Party of Serbia, best known as SPS, drew up a list of candidates for ministers of the new government. They sent the list to the Prime Minister, who decided that Bratislav Gasic the former head of the BIA Security Information Agency, will be the Minister of Internal Affairs. Ivica Dacic, who used to be the president of the National Assembly, will be the Minister of Foreign Affairs. He will also be the Deputy Prime Minister along with Milos Vucic, who is the former mayor of Novi Sad and Senisha Mali, the Minister of Finance. However, Bojan Petic, a professor at the University of Novi Sad, said that the new government does not look promising. He said that by not appointing Zorana Mihailović, former deputy prime minister and an active supporter of the Western regime, the government is sending a message to Russia. The executive is basically saying that Serbia won't allow the West to lead its politics. On the other hand, he said that the absence of Aleksandr Vulin, the former minister of internal affairs and an ardent advocate of Russia, implies that Putin has lost his most committed supporter in the Serbian government. He said that it was a positive thing that the Minister for Minority Affairs will be Tomislav Zygmanov, a representative of the Croatian community, and that his appointment might help ease the constant tension between Serbia and Croatia. Still, not all tensions can be eased. When talking about the Serbia-Kosovo dialogue, Beznik Bizlimi, the head of Pristina's negotiating team in the dialogue with Belgrade, said that Serbian President Aleksandar Vucic told officials in private meetings in Brussels that he understands he should recognize Kosovo, but that it takes time. Vislimi said that recognition is important for Kosovo because it contributes to peace. But he also pointed out that it's not a key factor in Kosovo's development. He said that Kosovo had already made democratical and economic progress, something that Serbia hasn't made in the past few years. In unrelated news, the population census started on the 1st of October and the Statistical Office of the Republic of Serbia, or RZS, is conducting an investigation of Serbs living abroad for the first time ever. To carry out its investigation, the RZS has asked citizens to fill out a questionnaire that is available on its website. Based on the data collected so far, 30% of Serbs that reside abroad are located in Germany. Snezana Lakcevic, the assistant director of the RZS and the head of the Census Department, said that Serbs are moving to the north of Europe because its migration policies benefit Serbian citizens. Serbs that are good at their professions probably move there because they get paid more. Also, students from Serbia tend to apply to universities in the north of the continent because they have better ratings. Some demographers estimated that around 200,000 Serbs have left the country for more than a year since 2011. Speaking of the census, Kosovo's president, Vyoso Osmani, had a meeting with representatives of Albanians from the Serbian cities of Presevo, Medvedya, and Bujanovac on Monday, the 24th. During the meeting, she stated that the mass participation of Albanians living in those cities in the ongoing census empowers them politically and institutionally. Recall that Albanians boycotted the last census, which was carried out in 2011, because the forms they had to fill out weren't in Albanian. This led to an inaccuracy since the real number of Albanians living in Serbia did not coincide with the official number. The number of Albanians living in Serbia is estimated to be two times larger than it is officially registered. Because of this, Osmani invited the Albanians living in the Prosovo Valley to participate in the census. According to her, a massive participation would be against Serbia's so-called chauvinistic policy, since she claims Serbia doesn't want to acknowledge the number of Albanians living in the country. Contrary to the wishes of Kosovo's president, on Thursday the 20th, Serbia's four parliamentary conservative parties, Dveri, the New Democratic Party of Serbia, best known as DS, Oath Keepers, or Zavetnici, and Movement for Renewal of the Kingdom of Serbia, or POKS, have formed a coalition to re-annex Kosovo to Serbia. Bosko Obradović The leader of Dveri also said that this alliance may introduce a broader political coalition on the conservative side, which may expand beyond the topic of Kosovo. Moving on, the commemoration of the 77th anniversary of the founding of the UN took place on Monday the 24th. UN Day has been celebrated on the 24th of October since 1945, when the UN Charter came into force. Mari Yamashita, the representative of the Secretary General of the United Nations and director of the UN office in Serbia, stated that cooperation and dialogue are the only way forward and that she supports the dialogue between Belgrade and Pristina. She pointed out that the UN supports that Serbia engages in political talks to achieve peace. Now let's go back to Zygmanov for a minute. The Belgrade Pride Organization, which fights for the rights of the LGBT plus community in Serbia, posted on Instagram that the appointment of Zygmuntov as Minister for Human and Minority Rights and Social Dialogue was odd since there was no written evidence on the internet that Zygmuntov ever spoke about LGBTQI issues. The organization called on him to address the government's attempt to ban Europride, which is an alleged violation of the citizens' constitutionally guaranteed rights. They also invited him to start the process of adopting a new law on same-sex marriage and to stand up for the fight against the growing number of hate crimes in the country. In other news, Alexander Grushko, the deputy of Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, met with President Vucic in Belgrade on Thursday the 13th. No media outlet reported on this visit except for the newspaper Nova, which said that this meeting was supposed to be secret. In the midst of the war between Ukraine and Russia, this meeting seemed controversial. However, Glushko said that the purpose of his visit was to hold consultations with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and that he was very grateful to President Vucic for welcoming him. Speaking of Vucic, on Thursday the 20th, he proposed increasing prison sentences for gender-based violence crimes. He suggested incarcerating rapists for 20 years or even sentencing them to life in prison. However, the following day, Vanya Matsanovic from the Autonomous Women's Center, an NGO from Belgrade, said that the stricter prison sentences Vucic proposed were not enough on their own to deal with gender based violence. Matsanovic said Serbia should change its definition of rape by adopting the Istanbul's Convention definition. In it, rape is defined as engaging in other non consensual acts of a sexual nature with a person. She further explained that absence of consent must be the basis of rape. Women's rights NGOs and activists held protests after Vučić's announcement. Now, onto to some health updates. About 6,000 COVID-19 cases were confirmed and around 40 people have died this week. Compared to last week, the number of cases has dropped by 2,000. In some environmental news, on Tuesday the 18th, the China Road and Bridge Corporation announced that it was doing some work for the future construction site of the fourth bridge over the Danube River in Novi Sad. Some environmental activists held a protest against the construction of the bridge on Sunday the 23rd. About a thousand people participated in the demonstration, in which they destroyed the construction board on which the data for the new bridge was held. Marco Schieben, from Novi Sad's Ecological Front, said that this project was illegal because the construction company did not provide the public with some important documents regarding the project, such as the architectural map of the bridge and the Environmental Impact Assessment Study. Activists explained that they are against the non-transparency of the works and emphasized that they wanted to preserve the green areas of Novi Sad. And that's it for this week. You may not know, but we do updates for some other countries too. If you know anybody who might be interested, let them know. Ready? Here they are from west to east. Argentina, Venezuela, Spain, Nigeria, Poland, Turkey, Malawi, Ethiopia, Georgia, and Japan. Can you think of anybody? Remember you can contact us at podcast at rorshock.com, Todalin